Hey everybody and welcome to the Wellness That Works podcast. Hi Lily. Morning Sam, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm okay, how are you? You sound a bit... <laughs> I knew you were going to do this to me. <laughs> you sound a bit husky, Lily. I know. Are you alright? Happened a few times, hasn't it, on the podcast? It um, has. What's, yeah, what's no. the event this weekend, Lily? <laughs> it was another, another big weekend and we won't go into the details because I know we've got a guest but... I feel like I know you had a, a, a long weekend as well and uh, we both probably could benefit from hearing from our guests today. I think quite, we probably Quite a good could. coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> quite a coincidence, yeah. So, it's yeah, we, a few lessons. Exactly. Uh, and I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to speaking to him. Um, it is CEO of Liars, uh, Mark Lithervings. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? I'm well, Lily. Nice to, uh, nice to be on the podcast. And hello, Sam. Hello, lovely to meet you, Mark. Much fresher than us, I feel. Yeah, it's, it seems. We have a trick for that. But... <laughs> <laughs> we will get there, Mark. I think um, we will. Okay, so um, as Lily said, you are the CEO of Liars, um, which is a range of non-alcohol spirits, um, apparently the finest the world has ever seen. So um, and I think we can sort of comment on this as well because we've been trying these lovely drinks yes uh, not linked to our weekend but yes we, we we got sent a couple of samples so um i had the pink gin equivalent um and also the gnt little tins um which are lovely. great for on the gin go in a tin. yeah we love a gin in the tin so mm-hmm. and i know you had um some other ones didn't you sam i did i had um i had the gin i had the um Oh, now I'm going to forget the name of it. It's like a Prosecco. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, the Classico, we call it. The Classico, it. that's it, that's <laughs> yes. it. Um, gonna... And also one that is a lot like um, that lovely orange uh, base drink. Ah, so you had a spritz, yeah. yeah. I had a spritz. Is it a Malfi spritz or Italian right. spritz? Um, so yes, and did actually really enjoy them. So thank you yes. very much. Um, we did I'm... feel weird drinking them in the office, though. We, yeah, we were worried people weird. wouldn't see that they were non-alcoholic and that we were having a cheeky drink at two in the afternoon. But it did feel naughty, which is great, I guess, in a way. <laughs> yeah, it's a common story we hear a lot. People, you know, will try the product and often have it at a daytime occasion. Be sitting there at their desk and their colleagues are going what is going on over there should we be concerned (laughs) i think if you saw lily and i in the office drinking them a lot of people probably would be concerned but there's some people (laughs) that might be able to get away with it but um yeah so really impressed and actually i um really loved the um the one that tasted a bit like gin so that was um quite enjoyable i have to say so tell us a bit about your about liars and your your role as ceo yeah, of course. Um, look, we've been uh, available now uh, to the public for around just under two and a half years, actually. So we're coming up on our uh, third Christmas, which is really exciting. Um, and we're coming up, of course, on our third dry January, which is also really exciting. Very. Um, so we've, yeah, in that two and a half years, um, we've become the largest uh, non-alcoholic spirits brand in the world. We're available now in more than 60 countries, um, uh, more than 50 major retailers, um, and we're stocked in more of the world's top 50 bars than any other non-alcoholic spirit, which is super exciting and 
really credibility building for the category, having the world's best mixologist, you know, proudly serving our product. Um, and I guess the thing that I'm most proud of is um, our range has picked up now more than 300 international wine and spirits competition medals around the world. So when uh, you said earlier, we're the finest range of non-alcoholic spirits the world has ever seen, that's not hyperbole. <laughs> that's uh, that's now fact. fact. So um, yeah, it, we're incredibly proud of it. What an amazing claim. Amazing. Yeah. It's... Um, it's nice to be able to make it truthfully rather than tongue in cheek like most advertisers would. We have a we have a thing in Australia where every pie shop claims that they're the best pie in the country or the oh, best really? pie in the world. <laughs> yeah, so I'm often reminded of that when I see advertising for our category. But um, yeah, it's it's an extraordinary honour, um, and yeah, we are absolutely delighted with the recognition that we've received so far. I, I'm sure our members would agree because I know that. Um, we were originally introduced to Liars via Wellness Wins, uh, which was on mm. the WW app for our members to, you know, reclaim as a, as a reward for tracking and everything like that. So I, I know that it went down really well and I think it ran out very quickly in terms of the stock <laughs> we had available. So, yeah, no, sorry, I just wanted to add to the compliments that, uh, yeah. you know, it went down really well for our members then. And I know we're really keen, you know, to get get it back on the app very soon. So everyone should... Uh, keep an eye out for that. Yeah, definitely. It's um, look, it's been an extraordinary partnership for us. Um, you know, there's we have a lot to offer your members. Uh, you know, not only you know the ability to cut down or cut out alcohol if uh, that's what you're chasing, um, but also the significantly lower calories in our products versus their alcoholic, I guess, brothers and sisters. So. Um, for us, you know, being able to offer a beautiful, elevated, sophisticated beverage at the end of a day or at a party um, with anywhere from a fifth to, you know, a, a fraction, even a hundredth of the calories in the case of some of our products. Um, it's, a, it's a really wonderful thing to help, you know, keep those goals in check and on track <laughs> as well. So do you think there's different factors to why there's been such a, you know, a this rise in popularity of non-alcoholic drinks what what do you see what do you guys see I mean you you know this industry is it just people looking at improving their health is it are there other factors yeah look it's 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 a really interesting question um and I have to be honest we've been surprised at the success of the category when we first started, we thought, you know, oh, we're going to capture, you know, the religiously and ethnically abstinent. We're going to capture, you know, the prenatal and postnatal women um, and we'll capture a few hyper performance triathletes or, you know, ultra marathon runners just oh, <laughs> looking yeah, for interesting. A, yeah. a healthier lifestyle. But what has absolutely blown us away is that what we found, and we like to say it this way, is that our drinkers are drinkers and the vast, 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 and I'm talking higher than 90%, the vast majority of people that come into our category and enjoy our products also consume alcohol. So what we found is that people are using our category to moderate their alcohol consumption rather than eliminate their alcohol consumption. Mm -hmm. So for us, that's led us to completely redefine, you know, what the potential of this category is. And I think we're starting to see it now just based on the incredible growth that our business has had uh, across the last couple of years. Um, and what's really interesting most of all, that this trend 
it seems to transcend country borders, it transcends ethnicities, and it also transcends income stratas. So we're finding people have a health and wellness outlook on life, um, and eventually they start to question their relationship with alcohol, and it starts to change. And I think um, the quality of our product and products like Liars um, has been instrumental in that because we've finally given them somewhere to go to where they can change in a frictionless way from a drink that they already know and love into a drink that they know and love simply without the alcohol. And mm -hmm. that's why we created such a broad range. So we have 14 spirits in the range. And with that, you can recreate, uh, I think it's 42 of the world's best 50 selling cocktails. So oh, wow. if you're an espresso martini person, we have a product for you. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's been a pretty extraordinary realization and something that has amazed us since we first began. So it's it's really quite cool. And the fact that it's in bars as well, you know, means that you don't have that. I hate talking about it in this way, but it is a fact, especially in the UK, that that peer pressure mm -hmm. or beer pressure, as a lot of my friends mm -hmm. like to call it, where where you feel obliged to drink because everyone else is, and the fact that it looks. I mean, I keep wanting to do, look, I've got the cans next to me and sample, but this isn't a video podcast, so there is no yeah. need to do it. But it looks so real that if real. the barman was there pouring it and everything, no one would question it. And the fact that then you can have a cocktail and, you know, still feel like you're having a treat and, and you're out having that social experience is, is such a big deal. Whereas I think a lot of people wouldn't assume it would be available there. And it is very much a if you're at home and you know mm. you want something to to replace a wine after work or something like that so I, I think it's really great and I know this isn't on our like list of questions so apologies for going off piece with it but you talked a lot about how you're available in a lot of other countries and mm. there is that global kind of desire now more so to be more aware of wellness and, and alcohol consumption the UK has like a real bad stereotype for binge drinking and especially like from a young age how do you see demographics working from an age perspective and, and the consumption of your alcohol because uh, non non-alcoholic <laughs> alcohol um I, I just have noticed it a lot with uni even university students are less on the going out all the time and you know being a bit more aware I, I just found it really interesting yeah, look, it's um, again, it's something that what you're saying about, you know, the British relationship with alcohol as well, that resonates with me. Um, I think, you know, we fight not only for the spoils of uh, cricket and, uh, and rugby, <laughs> but we also fight over who can abuse alcohol the most historically. Yeah. Um, so look, what you're saying is resonating. Look, that's how I grew up as well. I was one of those university students that absolutely pounded the beers and I carried that into my professional career. Um, and, you know, I know that I've first questioned my relationship with alcohol and then really started to change it uh, a number of years ago. Um, and I know so many of my peers do as well. So to answer your question, we can sort of break it down into three stratas. And I think the generation coming after us, and I'm, I'm 41, I'm a Gen Y or a, an Xennial, I think I'm referred to, that little gap that grew up analog and then uh, had a digital high school years. 
Um, but the, um, the, the, the generation coming after us, Gen Z or next gen, their relationship with alcohol is nothing like what I suspect ours was as we were growing up and passing through. Um, the amount of awareness and the amount of literature out there, honestly, it's really easy to see that alcohol is having its tobacco moment where, you know, 30 to 40 years ago, all of this incredible body of work and this research started to come out. And you had an entire generation, which was us, Gen X, Gen Y, going, actually, that's not for me. And they never adopted the habit on the mm -hmm. way through. There are some exceptions, of course. We're starting to see the same thing in today's younger people. So they're either not coming into the category at all, and they don't have um, a role for alcohol to play in their lives. Or if they do enjoy alcohol, they're doing it in a far more reduced way and in a far more controlled way. Um, and then... If we move up into our generation, um, you know, Gen X, Gen Y, we've got a really interesting relationship with alcohol. And we're seeing that um, instead of it being a slow decline, you know, people think that the reduction in alcohol is happening. It's a slow decline. We're a really interesting bunch of people. So we actually cadence in and out of the alcohol category. So when we're drinking, we're drinking the same amount that we always used to. But then we'll do a dry January. And we'll drop out for a month. And then we'll go, actually, I really enjoyed that. I'm going to extend it for another month. Yeah. So before you know it, they've fallen out of the alcohol category for three or four months. And they've reduced their annual alcohol consumption by 30 to 40%. And then, of course, we have the boomers, bless them. Um, and uh, they're leaving the category primarily for medical reasons. So mm. they're cutting down because their concerns are around quality of life and longevity. Yeah. So there's this whole confluence of different reasons that are coming together that are really powering the category forward. And it's a really exciting time to be offering an alternative. Um, and I think the product quality piece has been instrumental in helping precipitate and accelerate that change. I don't think 10 years ago, there were the non-alcoholic options that people could comfortably and in a frictionless way switch in and out of the alcohol category like they do now, um, and it's brands like Liars that have enabled that choice, and I think that's why we're starting to see increased momentum and uh, a dropping of alcohol because there's such great uh, alternatives out there available, not only in spirits like Liars, but also in beers and increasingly wines these days as well. Yeah, and I think a lot of a lot of products have been trying to, a lot of brands have been trying to nail it for such a long time, haven't they? I mean... If I think back a good few years ago, trying, you know, non-alcoholic wine, I just thought it was absolutely disgusting. Um, so it, and I always thought, God, wouldn't it be good if someone just nailed it, you know? And, and there is, there are, you know, more options now and you guys are there sort of as front runners and, and doing a great job. And I think, um, you know, back to, to Lily's point about the, the beer pressure um, of being in a bar. So you've got that um to help you there so you do have a choice if you really want it um and then you've got the the evening where some people they just need that sort of drink that signifies that work has ended and the evening is here it's time to relax and it it's not water or squash or a fizzy drink loaded with calories so um i think and and on that point you know we touched on it these these drinks are lower in calories um, therefore you're going to feel better in the morning than having a few glasses of wine your quality of sleep which we bang on about all the time it's just like the base of 
everything, isn't it? And enabling you to make better choices the next day, healthier choices because you're not feeling rubbish because you, uh, yeah, because you haven't had a, a good night's sleep. So there are sort of many, um, many benefits to it. Um, and then obviously we've got the festive season approaching, um, full on approaching. I feel like we talked about this last so week. Quickly, so yeah. quickly. <laughs> um, so it will be interesting to see how sort of people partake in Christmas, especially, and I wonder if it changes, if people know they're going to see dry January, what Christmas then looks like mm. for them, whether they sort of, you know, I know it will change from person to person, but whether you get people that really go th- go for it throughout, you know, the, the month of December, knowing they're going on dry January, which is our whole binge culture, you know, yeah, at its, at its yeah. worst. Um, <laughs> or whether they're actually going to, you know, you now have the option to moderate it through December. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see. I mean, I'm sure your gut, your 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 figures and your you know your data will will tell the story um, come next year. But it's um, it's definitely an interesting uh, change, I think. In yeah, culture. we said, we said, oh for sure. Look, we we see that. Look, December and January are extraordinary months for us. So um, yeah, whilst there's people probably turning to a coping mechanism because their their whole families have come around yeah. and they need to deal with them. <laughs> they need to deal with them for a full yeah. day or more. Exactly. Um, increasingly we're seeing people, you know, they still want and you, you talked about this end of the day drink. That's yeah. a sophisticated, elevated drink that it's it's a grown up drink. That's what people want on the table, I think. Yeah. Um, or if they're if they're having a little cheeky glass of bubbles as they unwrap the presents under the tree, increasingly, you know, we're seeing alcohol-free options um, out there, and we've just launched our um, our Classico in a bottle, um, so it's our, our non-alcoholic Prosecco. Um, and look, that's we, we just can't make enough of the stuff at the moment, um, which is a brilliant problem, a champagne problem, ironically. Uh, or well named, um, but the Christmas thing is really interesting because we're seeing um, people elect to approach it in a more mindful way, and I think they know that. Oh my God, New Year's is rolling round. I don't want to feel awful on the night after I've just indulged and yeah. eaten all the pudding and drunk all the booze. Um, so I think we're starting to see January, like dry January, uh, increasingly start earlier in the year and i think that whole a mindful christmas thing i think people are really mm-hmm. starting to embrace mm-hmm. and you're right we are starting to see that in our sales figures we do as i mentioned extraordinary volumes um in december and january mm-hmm. and um it's a really exciting time where people discover our brand yeah. i think for the first time uh particularly in dry january um and what we find is you know that moment of discovery, it's that light bulb moment as well for them when they realize actually alcohol-free alternatives taste great. Yeah. Um, it's still one of the, the, we look at this and we look at all the data, it's still one of the highest barriers to people coming into the category. It's I don't believe it can taste good. Yeah. Um, so it often takes a, a, a mandated month to say, I'm not drinking booze for them to finally take the plunge and go, all right, I'll try something. Um, and they actually find it, they love it, 
and then they adopt it and they bring it into their repertoire mm-hmm. and that might be their weeknight drink of choice. And yeah. They might enjoy a glass of wine or mm-hmm. a, a G&T on the weekend. Um, but it's such a key period for recruiting people into the category. And as they leave that dry month, they're leaving with a, a much more healthy mindset and a toolkit in the form of, you know, our brand or brands like us that can carry them through the next year as well. So it's a really exciting time, not only for the volume reason, but because of the the the, the moments of discovery that are afforded across that entire period. Exactly. And, and we've we've mentioned dry January like a lot through this, you know, through the podcast so far. And I know that this year for January coming up, Alcohol Change UK, who actually kind of invented dry January, I guess, mm-hmm. they've actually elected you guys as the, um, you know, the drink of dry January, which must be amazing for you guys. You probably, you probably felt like you kind of already had that in the bag, you know, you've been <laughs> offering all these different varieties. But I think for a lot of people, like you said, it can be quite daunting or people feel obliged to do it almost in a, a guilt way um after christmas and I, yeah. I know we have that with our members about food where they instantly think january has to be a boring time it has to be very restrictive and you know we obviously always teach our members that that nothing's off limits and um we talk about blue monday in january and all these kind of mm-hmm. sad things so having these options obviously makes it a lot easier and makes mm-hmm. things feel a lot less restrictive but obviously after being you know doing this for a few years now are there any other tips you have um for people that might be thinking of doing it this year yeah look the um i guess there's a few really great tips one is do it with friends and support each other Mm. um you talked about that peer pressure or beer pressure that's the first time i've heard that term oh god Um, i actually after i said it i realized like it's the name of a song i like (laughs) i'm like really embarrassed i thought it was actual slang and it's not it's it's clearly we're all using it now friends exactly yeah i've let you into my world (laughs) yeah look it's um and look i'll just digress slightly that's that's part of the reason that we 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 called our brand liars um it's named after the australian liar bird uh, which is the greatest mimic in the world. It mimics the bird song of oh, any yeah, other of bird that it hears. It's an Australian animal, and that suits myself and my co-founder, Carl. Very proud Aussies. <laughs> um, but, the, uh, but when you shorten it, you get a really snappy name for our brand, so Liars. And it's like you've got that cheeky little secret with the bartender. So, you know, yeah. could I get a... Can I get a GNT but make it a liars? Or can I get an espresso martini uh, but make it a liars? So I love the white lie aspect to our brand. And, you know, we're starting to see it become synonymous with uh, an alcohol free alternative. So, you know, it's sort of becoming that, you know, my Hoover's broken. Actually, you mean your vacuum cleaner's broken. Or, you know, pass a Kleenex, which means actually, could I get a tissue? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're saying, we're, he- we're hearing, you know, make it a liars or could I get a liars? amaretto sour um it's starting to become synonymous with the category and that's a real that's a real point of proof for the brand and yeah just to sort of touch on that beer pressure when you've got a lovely sophisticated drink in hand only you and the bartender knows that it's non-alcoholic so it's up to you then if you share the fact that you're opting out Uh um, with your friends or with your peers which is great Um, a lot of people aren't prepared to have that conversation and 
we've seen it with the poor vegetarians and vegans get the onslaught of questions of like, well, why do you have oh, animal why? products? You're like, yeah. yeah, why are you doing, why do you want a vegan sausage? It's like, yeah. oh my God, <laughs> I just feel so sorry for them. But we've seen the same things in our category as well. People opt out. It's like, well, why would you want a beer if it doesn't have booze in it? And you're just like, oh my God. Okay. Let me back it up for yeah. you and explain. But to come back to your original question, what helps people in the dry months? Um, definitely doing it with peers. So um, if you've got a group of friends, you can all hold each other to account. If you're the group that you typically socialise with on, on the big drinking nights, you know, the, the Fridays, the Saturdays, and you're doing it together and you're all holding each other to account and you're doing something fun that doesn't involve you getting absolutely trolleyed and feeling like feeling horrible the mm -hmm. next day, um, that's a really great way to spend that month. Um, so that's tip number one. Tip number two is make a very public declaration of it. So put it on your socials, tell people that you're doing it, and then ask people to kick you in the bum if they see you <laughs> faltering. Um, and then three, I think if you get to the end of the month, really congratulate yourself. And that doesn't mean go out and get absolutely trolleyed again because you've just done a month for free. Yeah. Feel your body. Be really conscious of how good you feel at the end of that month. Think about the quality of sleep that you've had across the course of the last week. Um, and then go and do something really indulgent for yourself. Go and get a go and get a massage, or you know, go and do go and see a movie or something, and order the big popcorn. Um, don't immediately get back on the wagon. Yeah. Um, would be my tip. Um, and then the last thing is think about you know how do I continue this? Um, should I keep doing a dry February or a Feb fast as we're calling it, mindful March? It can roll on. Um, <laughs> but I think the more realistic thing is say, well, look. I've proven to myself I can, I can behave like this. And what does this mean for me in my life moving forward? Yeah. Can I stay dry, you know, from Sunday to Thursday nights and then enjoy my glass of wine or enjoy my G&T yeah. on Friday and Saturday? And that way I'm eliminating, you know, alcohol and the calories that go with it for five nights of the week. Um, and that could be a, a, a really important change in someone's life that, has been precipitated by a single month of opting out, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah, and it's like everything we say, you know, um, at WW, it's it's moving forward with moderation, isn't it? And whether you choose to continue and think, yeah, actually, this is great and it's really working for me, and actually, I've realised I don't need alcohol, then, you know, great, you go, you go for it. If you think this is going to help me intermittently, like you say, not drinking during the week or... Drinking one glass of wine instead of two, if you're if you're the person that you know always wants that second glass, then using it a different way. Um, just thinking about having it sort of in your life, um, and oh, however sure. you choose to to do to do that. Um, I think it's um I think it's really really important to be kind to yourself as well. Mm -hmm. You're not always going to get it right, and I suspect that's true for people's relationships with alcohol as it is with their relationship with food, mm -hmm. you will stray and don't beat yourself up. You just yeah. recognize in that moment that, you know, you're having a weak moment. Uh, but, you know, the next day is the next day and you have a chance to double down and, and, and try again living the life that you've decided that you want. Um, but really that negativity, um, I think, equally for alcohol and food, if, if you can remove it and replace it with kindness, yeah. I think um, – we're all going to have a much better relationship with both food and alcohol longer term.
Yeah, yeah and the accountability um, element that you talked about, you know, where it's share it on your socials. I've seen it where, you know, a couple of our colleagues or friends on, on social have taken part in Dry Jam. And just having that tracker or an app that allows you to tick a box to say you've achieved it that day and then, you know, get that recognition through whether that's the app or on your social from other people taking part. We do the same with with food and fitness, just tracking your steps, all these things. It, it gives you that element of success day on day. And I think, like you said, even if you get to the end of January and you've got two two marks like where you maybe didn't stay dry, that that doesn't mean failure. You've still minimized massively compared to previous months. So I think that's that's a really big, big point and, and a really good one for people to take away. And I know we talked about Christmas a bit before and, you know, you've dropped in a few cocktails that um, can be done with liars. And I, I'm hoping that we're going to actually get some of our D360 coaches and some some content so we can do some mocktail cook-along type thing. I say cook-along, you know what I mean. Make-alongs, um, you know, along. on our social. Shake and along. Yeah, shake-alongs, exactly. <laughs> on, our, on our social channels and everything. But what are the kind of favorite cocktails that that you've seen be made with with the with the product yeah it, they fall into two categories um, and one thing I'd encourage your listeners to do is is track down our Facebook group um, it's an amazing community of people um, particularly you know sharing recipes sharing ideas um, but also and most importantly support. Um, where people say, hey, this is day 25 or day 30 of me being dry. Um, there's this incredible community of people that are, are going through the same journey as well. Um, and then, of course, you know, the, the same thing applies for the WW community as well. So I suspect your members um, not only are undertaking their own journeys themselves, but, you know, it's a, a group of peers that are all trying to achieve the same thing at the same time. And there's definitely strength in numbers there. Um, so both communities are brilliant for sharing ideas. Um, one of the things that the pandemic taught us is that people really were very passionate about adopting and learning new skills. And we, of course, saw the, uh, the, the sales of cookbooks skyrocket during the pandemic. But we also saw sales of mixology um, guides and you know cocktail making books skyrocket as well. Um, and we saw a, a huge amount of interest in people um, being able to make uh, a fancier beverage in their house. So rather than a simple mixed GNT, gin, tonic, ice, done, um, we saw people starting to shake and stir um, and, you know, get an Instagram-worthy garnish happening. Um, so all of those things are, are really exciting and people wanted to recreate, given that they couldn't have them outside of the home because of lockdown, mm -hmm. people wanted to recreate those moments of human connection. So yeah. uh, it could be a bunch of friends making uh, Cosmos, Sex in the City style, and uh, jumping on Zoom together and, and sharing a moment. And look, it's never gonna replace the pub. It's never gonna replace a lovely restaurant, but um, the beverage was just as good. So that's a very long way of answering your question. What are the two things I like to see? And it, uh, sorry, the things I like, the, the cocktails I like to see, and, they fall into two buckets. So number one, and this is what's most important, and it's really true to what Liars is about, is people can have their favorite drink mm -hmm. without alcohol. 
so they can whatever it is that they love whatever the the cocktail is or the drink is that says something about them as a person that they've adopted that they feel as part of them and their personality the fact that we can give them that drink without alcohol that's massive tick number one for me and i love that our brand enables that and then on the other side and we need professional mixologists so absolute you know drinks wizards these guys that can produce things you'd have no chance of recreating in your home um, but the stuff that these people create using our product and uh, you know the tools the Heston Blumenstall molecular gastronomy equipment and so on has been absolutely mind-blowing and, and seeing you know some of the creations that are coming out of some of the best bars in the world um, using our products is is really it's extraordinary it's super super proud um, for me and my team when we see it very humbling um, and it's a little bit jaw-dropping because these creations are just magnificent and when you've got the best bartenders in the world you know using all their muscle all their craftsmanship to build something equally as wonderful as something containing booze mm -hmm. then you know that this thing is a thing yeah so yeah they're, they're the two they're the two things i love sounds fantastic my goodness and where so for, for everybody listening where can we buy liars drinks in the uk sure. so yeah through the uk um look you can definitely find them um out and about in the wild um so in the uh in your local pub in your local bar um the ivy group uh be it one the group there um mm -hmm. if you're after something very sophisticated you can pop into the goring hotel which is the oldest continuously owned family hotel uh in the united kingdom it's just near buckingham palace um one in aldwich um but i think there's now uh more than 600 bars pubs etc all through the country offering liars um, as part of their non-alcoholic drinks menu mm -hmm. uh, you can buy us of course on amazon in the united kingdom and you can find us of course at liars.co.uk fantastic well Amazing. thank you and i think as well it is great as you said with with the christmas period coming up whether it's for someone that you know is taking part in dry January or someone that you already know is trying to limit, you know, that alcohol consumption. For me, it came at a perfect time getting the samples from you guys to test because I then found out that some of my friends are pregnant and, and family members and it's going to be a perfect Christmas gift for them to not feel like they're missing out, you know, on Christmas Day. So, no, really, really amazing products. And I, I know, as I said earlier, I can't wait for our members to be able to get them through wellness wins and thanks so much for for doing the partnership with us and and for coming on the podcast today to talk all about it because i'm sure as me and sam clearly needed today um a lot of other people would have needed it as well and and it's been so great to hear your passion about it it is it's really really good to hear Thank you, Lily. And I've really enjoyed chatting to you guys. It's been a lot of fun um, and deeply grateful for the partnership with uh, WW. We're having such an amazing time and we love introducing our brand to your members and helping them make part of a, a more mindful way of, you know, living. So Sam, Lily, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks everyone for listening. Have a great week and we'll speak to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.